it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Let's welcome in Coach Guglielmo. Did I say that right? Did I get it right again? Sort of. Yeah. He's the head football coach at Carthersville. I said that wrong. I know that. High school in Missouri. Uh, coach, welcome back. We just talked for a couple minutes. Good to catch back up. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. We uh, shoot, been a lot of changes since the last time we spoke. There's only some pictures. That's the only thing that's changed. It's still the same wall. Still the same wall as before. Just new computer, new pictures. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I actually have an actual microphone and sound pad, too, if I have to tell you that. I, I have it all right here. Yeah, like I said, when we first spoke, you were right into the podcast business, and now you got decorations. And... <laughs> the, the the Pat McAfee paychecks aren't coming in yet, but that's we got to get to that point. Shoot. <laughs> How'd you get him on? Oh, my gosh. He... You know what? I'm not big time. I'm not big time yet. Nobody, I don't know. You guys were all big time, so anybody that comes on is bigger bigger time than I am. <laughs> um, wish. But you made a couple of changes. Last time I talked to you, you were coaching Division Three football. Now you moved on back or to the high school level. Moved on. Yeah, I did. And uh, it's funny you say that. So when I, I mean, I got to the point where um, college football, um, as much as I loved it, and I still love the college football, and I think it was time at that point in my career, COVID kind of opened my eyes to a couple things, and not Keystone, just in career in general, and um, it's like, shoot, you know, let's give it a shot. And um, I moved, or that 2021 
spring. We wrapped up spring ball or just about to wrap up spring ball. And I got a job at Eugene Catholic High School in, in Arizona. So um, I didn't have a teaching certificate or anything. So um, I was the assistant AD there and I was the offensive line coach. And I loved coaching high school football. Like I got that. I mean, there's something different about coaching high school football than coaching college football. And it's, it's not necessarily a different game, but it's, it's, it's a different vehicle that you're mm-hmm. taking to get from place to place. And then that was, um, season ended. Uh, we played in the state final game. Um, and this job popped open and I shot my shot. I was like, you know, and I lived in Paducah, Kentucky, which is a couple hours up the road from here. And so I knew about Crothersville. My dad knew about the Crothersville football. And he's like, oh, that's a big job there. And they've had a history of a lot of success. Da, 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 da. So I shot my shot and boom, flew out for an interview. Loved the town, loved the administration. Um, and got offered the job. So I packed my stuff up and moved out to Missouri. And it's been probably the best move I could have made. I love it here. You're just traveling the country, just going from spot to spot. Yeah, I'm done traveling for a long while. <laughs> You're not the only one there. I've known a couple guys, especially Division Three, that went back to high school. Uh, and it started a few years ago when I was coach at Charleston High School. Another, He was the head coach at Millican University. Yep. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to high school. The high school right down the road needed a science teacher and a head football coach. He took it. And he goes, that was the best thing I could have done because he was also coaching golf. They made him do that division three, like you're going to coach another sport. So he was the head football coach there and coaching golf at the same time. And then, yep. so you're not the only I one. Mean, a lot of people are doing that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of coaches that are transitioning high school football. I think a big part of it is as much as I loved recruiting and I was a recruiting coordinator, I think a lot of it's the recruiting aspect. I mean, that is a lot for college coaches i mean i always hate when i see these high school coaches on twitter um calling out the well your dm i sent you a dm and you didn't respond you know how many dms these guys get it's like continuous right and you're gonna sit there and call them out i'm like recruiting's a bear Mm -hmm. bear and you're on the road you're in-house and you're doing recruiting business and you're doing all this stuff and it's a lot and it's fun but it's a lot and that i think is a lot what steers guys i mean it was a small part of the factor other than i knew that i would really enjoy coaching high school football and i wanted to be a head coach Mm -hmm. and um head coach has been my goal since i was an intern at the college level and a ga at the college level and um, my mentors went from D3 to being a high school head coach, and he loves it. And we talk about all the time about how much he loves being a high school head coach, and I love being a high school head coach and high school coaches in general. But there's a lot of factors that make college football very difficult. And it, what I'll give is uh, any guy, no matter if they're at Alabama or Mount Union or bottom of the record chart schools, it's, it's a hard job. It's a lot of hours, and coaching high school football is a lot of hours too, so don't get me wrong. But those guys, they put in work that nobody else sees. Mm-hmm. And that's any coach, but 
And like I said, I always hate when these people call these college coaches up for not checking their DMs. Like, you have no idea. The last thing on that guy's priority list is checking his DM. Right. They're they're not going to check my DMs, ask him to come on the podcast. They see that and they go, I got other things to do. So yeah. I'm not one I've of them. I've got to take 100 kids this week and have fill a recruiting visit day and watch all this film and check the academics of our kids and send out the next phase of the weight program and check the weights of the weight program and having their youth camp and traveling to camp to camp to camp to camp to camp to recruit kids. It's like, it's busy. These guys are busy constantly. Give them a break. Damn. Yeah. Sometimes like you might think you have a diamond, but you don't. Right. Like what you think is really good is not a fit for every school. So it's just life. Those guys. And I, and I never coached high school football before last year, so I didn't know what high school football coaches went through. I quickly figured out what high school football coaches go through. So I think there's a big disconnect from the high school level to the college level on what actually goes into doing their job. Yeah, I had uh, – it's no secret. Uh, I had Coach Tony Franklin on here about two weeks ago, and he actually said that on there. He goes, I don't know why – he was talking about Division One. He goes, I don't know why Division One guys complain. He goes, to get a car to go recruit, you get this, you get this. He goes, high school coaches, they've got to wash jerseys. They've got to set up practice field. They've got to – if you don't have a turf field, you're lining that field up. You, you know, you're, you're, you're doing this, you're doing this. So you're right. There is a little bit. Some – that move on from high school to college a little bit. There's not because they understand it. The ones that immediately go into it and they stay there and they get to elite level. Sometimes there is, sometimes there is like, they don't understand. Like I've had it pretty easy. Like we have two turf fields, so I can't complain too much, but like, yeah, but I came from a small town where in high school, as a player, we lined the field. I aerated the field. I got on a four wheeler cause we got a new crown and I had to put, we had to plant the grass ourselves. We had to, do this and that and then as a coach you're setting up the sled you're doing this you're doing that you're doing whatever for the kids because the kids shouldn't do it no i mean they get the equipment out but you set it up and but yeah you're right i never thought of that there is a huge disconnect sometimes with college coaches there is and and there's issues that we have to do with the high school level that i didn't have to do with the college level and vice versa and yeah you know what they get a recruiting car and they get all the Nike stuff and stuff like that. But a lot of those guys, most high school coaches get to go home and see their family every night. Mm-hmm. I eat dinner at my dining room table every night. Those guys? No. So, yeah, I mean, and there's, again, it's just it's uh, it's just two complete – the X's and O's are very similar. Naturally, football is football. But there's the responsibility list of the high school football coach and the college football coach and there's some overlap in the middle but there's just things on both sides that both sides the coaches don't understand and i think that's a barrier that i wish somebody would try to break down of where people could actually understand what a college coach goes through and on the flip side a high school coach goes through yeah uh, it's not going to be me so you can take that um you can take that thing over I do it with the podcast. I talk to people and I hear what they go through. And then I say what we all go through and kind of goes back and forth. So I do what I can I do the best I can do. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's always going to be disconnects. It's like teachers are like, Oh, those administrators. And mm-hmm. you don't know what they go. Well, I want their job. Whew. 
Yeah, don't get me started on administration and staff because there's a disconnect. Everywhere. And we're very fortunate here. We have a really good administration. I like our administrators and um, they understand a lot of them were teachers in the district anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the same thing. It's no matter where you are. I mean, the floor, the guy that's putting the, the guy that's working on the floor of Ford plant and the supervisor is going to be a disconnect. So no matter what phase of life you're in, there's a disconnect where it's like, Oh, he does this and he doesn't have to do this. And I have to do this. So I don't know. It's it's almost human nature, but in coaching, we all kind of got to stick together. And I'm glad like you and Nick and all those guys are doing these podcasts to kind of break down that barrier of what are these on both sides of the coin. And like Juco guys, Mm -hmm. those guys, dang. Yes. They're recruiting twice. They're with their tails off. Yes. The, but we've all got our own challenges. Yeah, because at least in high school and college, you might have them for three years, four years. JUCO, it's like you recruit that class, well, they're going to be gone next year. So you got to get it again. Good God. And then you got to find a place to go. Yes. So, <clears throat> and then they're, I don't know. So, like I said, everybody, every level of football has got their goods and their bads, but. I think we got to do a better job as coaches on all the levels of understanding where the other coach is coming from and not just seeing the allure of, oh, well, they get this, and high school coaches don't have to do this, and college coaches have to do this. And look, we're all, we're all in one big machine, which is f- the football world. Yeah, but I think a big is sometimes there's teachers that don't coach that have that disconnect with coaches as well. So that's a frustrating part of a high school coach dealing with that as well because I'm not saying where I'm at but I have seen where teachers don't like coaches because they think oh they're they're football coaches they're basketball coaches they get what they want but you're not seeing that when you leave at three o'clock we're here till seven or eight and working and you know it's just instead of hating each other why don't we just be nice to each other I don't. Well, we started a program where we have a faculty coach of the week. So there you go. Tammy Sullivan was ours for the June camp. And so we invited our principal out and all this kind of stuff. So they can come out and see what coaches go through and what kids go through. And it's perfect because it's hot out. So then they get to see <laughs> uh, football in the heat. But, I mean – even those those barriers within the building, we have the power as teach or as high school coaches to break them down. Right. Now, if you invite a teacher and they don't come, and they're still going to be like, "Oh, Coach G, like he's spoiled. He gets a Crowsville football pullover and whatever, blah 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 blah." Those football guys do this, this, and this. I mean, sometimes you can't you can't get to everybody. But with that program, I mean, we're going to be able to cycle in quite a few teachers into, and they're going to be able to come to coaches' meetings and lifts and practices. And if we're away, ride the bus with the kids, which I don't know why you would want to do that, but <laughs> the option's there. And because um, we're all going to be sweating on the bus together because I ride the bus too. And um, like that kind of stuff. And that's going to, and that hopefully, and Miss Sullivan has made a comment she never really understood what the coaches and players go through on a practice and she got she came to the pre-practice meeting lift practice post-practice meeting and she was like that was a lot more involved than i thought it was uh-huh. and i think that as easy as that program is to run it's something i think we need to be or coaches should because then we don't have that issue that you're talking about because there might still be some animosity because you know 
football is football, mm-hmm. like everything loves football kind of a thing. But it'll break down that wall of well, they just go out there and have fun and play catch, and it's just not true. Right. Um, that's a good idea to to do that. That's actually a really good idea um, to bring that connection back. Um, so what was it like being an assistant athletic director right out of trying to go back into trying to coach high school football? Because athletic director, that's not a fun job either, especially after um, COVID. Thankfully, my athletic director did the brunt of all the athletic directing type stuff. It's a, it was a lot of game management, making sure the physicals are done, making sure the paperwork's done. It was kind of like the administrative aspect of it. I didn't really have to do scheduling or anything like that, but um, – it was an interesting job, and I give those athletic directors a ton of credit because, um, like, for instance, he's making sure the home football games are run smooth, and he was also a head wrestling coach, so he got a bunch of things. And I was an assistant football coach, so during the fall, I was pretty tied up with football, so he was picking up the slack, and da 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 And there was always p- paperwork to do, and there was always moms calling about this and whatever and all that kind of stuff. And it was an interesting job. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I like being in. I'm a PE teacher, so I use the word classroom lightly because <laughs> we're in a gym. But I really prefer what I'm doing now over it because TGP is a blast. Yep. It's so fun every day. And I'd much rather be a classroom teacher. That's another I thing. That's another thing. People don't want to go to administrative stuff anymore. They're like, you know, the stuff they're putting up with right now, I'd rather be right here and not deal with that. At my current age and situation, I am perfectly happy with where I'm at teaching and coaching football and doing the weight room stuff and all that. Um, There may be one day down the road, but you see a glimpse of what those guys go through on a daily basis just to keep the school moving forward and I, I like being a teacher mm-hmm. one day might i'm not saying i never want to be an administrator by any means but i like my role right now yeah do it till it's not fun anymore then you got to find something else that that's and i don't see football not being fun for a long time regardless football. of it's football it's greatest thing it's greatest sport ever it is and i coach the other two and i'm like i still pick football i love basketball don't get me wrong that's my second love it because you're constantly coaching like especially on the side constantly but the strategicness of football the the team aspect of it because the whole team has to work together basketball if you have one good player he can go one-on-one and do whatever and mm-hmm. i really don't have to call a play and football as you know like old lines got to be together like everybody has to do their job one or two doesn't do their job it all breaks down like it's not going to work so that's why it's my favorite and that's why I love high school football, because it means so much to them how hard they work. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Work. Um, but it can also be frustrating because if you get kids that never put on a helmet before, then you got to really like have patience on that. Like, you know, you got to coach them. You got to coach them. Like literally they could walk in and like, all right, get a three-point stance, and they don't know what the word stance means. They don't know what you're talking about. Well, you played football before? Nope. We had, we had these kids that have put on shoulder pads and helmets, and, mm-hmm. like, it's life. And that's that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. Like, you see, like, even something, even the kid's not very good, and he's like, and you're like, oh, well, you finally got it. Yeah. And his eyes light up, huge smile. It's like, oh, my gosh, they just got a compliment, like, that stuff, that's the best part of the job. I mean, well, everybody loves to win. Now, let's be real. But I don't know, watching the kids that come in and they're like, because we came in with a whole new regime, like a whole new weight room stuff and all that. So it was a big learning curve for the guys when we first got here. And to see them finally starting to click is awesome. Yeah, because uh, we were you know, talking the other day and I'll get to that, but for us, numbers issue, but it's better. But my lineman issue is still a, a problem of getting linemen out. But we had a couple, and I just went through it. Like, I've only coached varsity football and JV football. I've never coached freshman football. I've coached freshman basketball, but never freshman football. So I've only dealt with a handful of, like, oh, you've never put on cleats before or a helmet before. But sometimes the assistant coach takes that, you know, like, I don't deal with it. Well, this year I have to come in and not have a heart attack this year because last year after COVID and dealing with all that, I'm like, I'm not going to be yelling and hooping and hollering. I'm not going to have a heart attack this year. So coming in, you see a kid come up who's a sophomore or junior, struggling upon his chin strap. Oh, come here. Let me show you. And they have the old school one, not the new one, but like the old snap on. Like, oh, I'll help you out. I know this one perfectly. And, when, and like you said, once they get it, they're like, all right. And they're ready to go. Or like, hey, you don't got cleats? Well, let's go in the closet. I'll get you some cleats and we'll show you what this is like. Oh, you haven't got a three-point stance? Let me show you what my fat ass can do. Hold on, I'll show you. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. So, and mm-hmm. and like you say, when you give them compliments, and I, this year, I'm like, hey, that's five compliments I've given you. It must be a good day. And they're like, Coach Steve's giving compliments? <laughs> this is a good day. Um, but you're right, that's a big thing for kids. College, it's just like, you got to do it. You, you should be able to do it. High school, it's you like, know. you should already know. High school, it's like, you got to start from the ground up. And that's why sometimes people don't like going back to high school. They're like, ugh, I don't want to do this. I'd rather do it where they already know. But there is pride in, like, I taught that kid how to do a stance, you know, and he can do it and move on. Like, he played varsity football, and he got to build this, and that's a great thing to do. It feels fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Like I said, I'm glad I spent time coaching college football, but right now I love, love <clears throat> coaching high school football. Um, so coming in, and I've even talked to Coach Banster because he's going into his second year of being a head coach because um, we're trying to do the same thing of, like, you come in. I don't necessarily tell people, like, you're changing a culture. You're just bringing in your culture because everybody's got their own, whether it's good, bad, and different. Um, so when you came in, like, okay – 
I'm going to put in my culture. Like, how do you implement that? Like, what was the first starting point of getting kids out and trying to keep them and, you know, doing this and that in your culture when you take over as a head coach? Um, I think so. Right now, I'm currently writing a lot of this stuff down and uh, it's and I think you're right. I think instituting your culture is different than um, so the last two years here have been really adverse for the kids. So um, with the coaching changes and COVID and da, 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 da. so the first thing when you're going, you're coming in and everybody's got the blueprint of their culture, you have to see where the deficits are of where you're already at. And mm-hmm. then um, like, where, where do we lack? Like our kids, they just like the accountability and discipline and stuff like that. And that's where you start. And then you look for the goods. Like, what are we doing? Well, like what's already running well here? Like, what do we already have? Do we have support from the community? Do we have good kids? Like that's huge. Do we have talented kids? Do we not have talented kids? And I think once you find a, to look at what's the goods, from the community, the faculty, the students, the facilities, and you look at the bad, same list, then you can start strategically implementing like what what's important to you and then trying to add your spin to a culture. Because we've had football since 1915. There's already tradition here. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, <clears throat> that's just how life is. I mean, we're red and white. We want red and white helmets and red and white jerseys and stuff like that. It's traditional. That's how it is. And to embrace that, but then you add your new twist. So I'm big on accountability and holding kids accountable, but holding kids accountable for the good and the bad. So that's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a different twist. So not being as negative when something bad happens, but trying to teach them how to face that adversity and keep moving on. And then we want timeliness and all that kind of stuff that could be easily like trickled in and trickled in and trickled in and when you do a complete culture rehaul and you scrap everything and start building from the ground up i don't think it takes as takes hold as as if you embrace the traditions that you have address the areas where your philosophy really differs from other philosophies there and then press forward and share your vision with the kids what's the vision of the program and everything that you do refer back to the vision so it's Got the goods and the bads. Your vision might not always fit your dynamics. So you might have to start changing a little bit. Address the little thing or address the bad as much as you can. Some things are set of control, but just take it and then share your vision. And we just give you a list of things. And the number one thing is you can't implement your vision if the kids don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't care about whatever comes out of your face if they don't trust you. Right, because they can smell smell that BS a mile away of you're not consistent. They don't trust you. And I like what you said, because I was always thinking when you come in as a head coach or a new staff, you change everything. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, you're just kind of doing what you want to do. So you're implementing, but I like what you said, don't scrap it all because you could come in and they have a good understanding of the weight room. You don't know what was there before you. So if they have a little understanding of the weight room, okay, I don't have to scrap everything. So we can just tweak it a little bit to what we want to do. Um, come in and maybe they already did competition. Like we're going to start doing competition Wednesdays all summer for the kids. That's fun. So maybe they already did that. And you go, you know what? I mean, I'll do that. That was good. That was good team building. Maybe they always took a team trip somewhere and 
you know, whatever, just little things. And not even, not even to the X's and O's, because, you know, as a, you're going to come and do your X's and O's anyway. But until you get the other stuff, till they get bought into the other stuff, that stuff's not going to work. It's not, not going to happen. Yep. At the high school level. I mean, any level, I guess, but high school for real, especially when you're new. Now, if a, an assistant coach gets promoted, maybe, but when you're brand new, they will smell that a mile away. They won't trust you. And how you treat them, how you come in, like you said. And it's got to be fun. Like, you're going to get hit the ground running, but if you have to find some fun, especially in the summer. So, like, pool days, barbecue, competitions, earning points for those competitions. We did comp- points for competition. You got into the season. Thursdays were team dinner. If you lost, you cleaned it up. The mom shouldn't have to touch it again. Like, that type of stuff. So, it was motivational of, like, set up huddle groups. Your captains are in charge. If a guy's missing, they're calling them. Like, why aren't you here? We're going to lose points if you're not here. And accountability and holding them to that high standard. Like, that's all great stuff that you're talking about. And just those little things people don't think about before you even get into X's and O's. You can come in and run the air raid or something all you want. But if they're not buying in, you ain't going to do it well. It's not going to work. Wins are a byproduct of the process and the culture. Like, if you get the process right and you have – and you have a strong culture and you have a process and a plan on how you practice and a plan on how you lift, the wins will come. They'll winning is a byproduct of everything else. Like if you're where year one are saying is we ride as one. So what we're trying to do is unify. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we're gonna we want to win games and wins will come, but we want to unify the program. And by that means is everybody is starting to learn each other and trust each other and be one team and bring the town back involved because Crothersville is Crothersville. Our rivals literally like you could skip a rock to our rival town and we want to be one team and that's the goal for year one. And as we've over the last seven months worked on that, we've seen some major strides in it, but it comes down to my philosophy on how to gain trust is a whole long thing here, but it's being available and being seen and the kids will see that and they know that you care about them for more than just what they can produce on the football field. Right. And once they trust you, they'll hold them. They'll run through that wall for you right behind you. Or me. They'll knock all these down for you. Go knock Coach D's stupid podcast background down and they'll go and they'll smack it all down. But they have to know that you'll run for a wall for them. Right. Um. Do you think coaching in college kind of helped you with that aspect of it? Because you're not necessarily recruiting anymore, but you understand how to talk to these guys and and know that you're not going to BS them from recruiting days of like, because to recruit, you can't BS with them either or they're not going to come play for you. Do you think that kind of helped you into the high school a little bit, learning that type of communication? Yeah, because what it, all we do is communicate with kids and look, we still have to recruit the high school level. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like going out and like poaching kids, but I mean walking through the hallway. Mm-hmm. Like we still have to recruit every day, and you have to retain every day, which is a huge part of college coaching that nobody knows about is retaining your kids, and that's all you do as a college coach, especially a position coach. You coach your position, but you recruit and retain, recruit, retain, recruit, retain, recruit, and retain, and mm-hmm. that's what you do especially at small schools where money matters, like numbers matter. And that's what we do at the high school level. We have to march to halls and beat the pavement and build these trusts with elevator pitches with kids and 
get them out and have figure out what's going to make their experience good. And shoot, we do it. Everybody does it every day without even knowing. Yeah. And then like we were talking about us, us, we got kids out. Now we got to figure out how to keep them. That's going to be our biggest challenge is now that we've got them, how do we keep them? Because we had a little disconnect between a varsity and a JV, you know, like the JV thought they were their own by themselves. And like, no, we're all one. Like we all practice together. Varsity sophomores, we're all practicing together. Like we're a school of 2000 kids, but we're struggling to get kids out. COVID killed it. COVID, you know, for us, you know, slowed it down. Now we're trying to get back. Like, I don't care who knows. I think we have like 30 freshmen signed up, which is fantastic. Like that's huge for us. To some, that's not a lot, but for us, we're like, okay, now how do we keep them? And so that's gonna be our biggest challenge. And we've had to tweak the offense because as stupid as it sounds, kids want the ball, like on offense, I'm gonna speak offensive terms. They want the football in their hands. So how do we do that without necessarily throwing it or necessarily like hand off in the backfield? Cause they don't want to do that. We've had to tweak all that secret. We might have to do some option stuff. Like we may have to go back. And so as coaches, even though we want to do this, we have to sit there and tweak this and say, how do we keep them? with the fun, but then when you get to X's and O's, like how do we keep them winning, obviously, but then how do we put them in a spot to be successful? How do they feel like they're not getting their ass kicked? How do they feel like, you know, you're doing this and that freshman, make sure they're all playing. And so it's a lot to go into because you're, you're redoing it. Our head coach, even though he was hired during COVID, we didn't have a true off season. We didn't have a true way of doing this. Even last summer still wasn't a true last summer. Like, mm-hmm. So this is our real first off season of building this, even though it's his going into his third year. And so we're trying to put in this culture and build this up and, you know, doing all that. And I'm sure you're going through the same thing of, okay, you got, you got to get the numbers up from what you did last year. Now how do you keep them? That's going to be the biggest struggle. Yes. And winning, winning solves it, but. Yeah. I mean, winning's the end all be all like, Look at how many people complain about these huge college programs, and they're like, oh, this coach is this, this coach is that. But we won a lot, so I'll handle it. Winning is the lipstick on the pig for a lot of things, but you got to gotta get there. Or new helmets, okay. believe it or not. You get new helmet decals or something, new uniforms, new this. You might get 10 kids that show up like, oh, that looks cool. Uh, I know a buddy, they just got turf, and they had like six kids come out like, oh, that looks cool, and they come out and play. Like it's dumb. Oh, yeah. My philosophy is you have to make kids be envious of the kids on your team. Mm-hmm. I said, look, Joey, whatever, is wearing the team lifting uniform and he's got game night, which is our program, where he's going to go eat pizza and play video games in the field house for a couple hours with the team. And this kid's got this and this kid's got this. And this kid, he's like, well, how do, why does football get all of that? It's like, you know what? Because that. Those kids come there and they bust their tail. Like it's hot as all get out out there. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I have to go pick up dog poop later. I'm <laughs> waiting till the sun goes down. Like, well, like for us, last Wednesday, Thursday, we had a cool opportunity that the Chicago Bears relations guy he they put on a seven on seven lineman challenge on a Wednesday, Thursday, and we got to go, and it was new. Like for for these type of schools, there were sixteen of us, I think there. And so it's cool now where we could say, we're going to invite it back next year. Like they said, wherever it's at, whether we host it or this school hosts it, he said, you're going to come back. And that's cool. But guess what? They got the Bears gear. They got the, like, it was true. Like, this is the sideline gear. And they came and gave it to the kids. And it was fantastic. 
And then we can go back to those freshmen and stuff and say, hey, you work hard. You earn the opportunity. Next year, you're going to go play and maybe see some Bears guys that work for the organization and do this. And then, like you said, when you walk in the school with the Bears gear on and then you see Justin Fields who are wearing it, where would you get that? Well, I earned this because I worked really hard in the summer. I showed up and coach said, you have the opportunity to go play in this. As stupid as it might sound, maybe that's a way to get kids there. Uh, joint practices with other schools so you can go one-on-one versus them, like all that type of stuff. You earn that right. And like you said, people don't see the hard work. They just see the gear. Like, why? I have it too. I don't lie to you. They gave all line coaches gear, which was awesome. They're like, all line coaches, come here. You get this on the field gear. So guess what? I'm going to walk around in it. But those kids work their ass off for it. And that's what, if that's what keeps them there and it keeps them like, well, next summer I'm going to show up to the weight room because we didn't take kids if you didn't show up. You didn't just come to camp and say yeah. we're going to take you. You had to show up on the off season, or you were playing a different sport. Um, just a lot goes into it, a lot of thought. And uh, preparation go into that. Um, and like you said, you're dealing with more administrative stuff now as a head coach than in college. I guess in college you did too, I guess. There was administrative stuff. Yeah, like paperwork and the administrative stuff, the stuff that is the hardest thing to learn. Um, honestly. Like eligibility. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ordering and POs and budgets, boost club and donors. Fundraising. All oh, that fun stuff. You still have to do that in high school. No, that's all high school stuff. College oh. stuff, I mean, we didn't do too much. I mean, we did some fundraisers, like we had a gear store. Well, that's the other thing. Kids play for gear. I learned that very quickly when I was yeah. younger. Like, that's why I want to come up with, like, old wine shirts, and they earn them, or the weightlifting shirts, 1,000-pound club. Uh, we have O-line shirts, and our, head, or our O-line coach won't give it to them unless they get a pancake. There you go. There you go. So I, we have like two old linemen right now um, that had the shirt. I mean, I have my shirt because, you know. Well, you're the boss. Yeah, but I also had a lot more pancakes. Than... I, would, I would be the coach that came in and said, are you talking about eating pancakes or are we actually – and I would be like, ah, I'll eat the pancakes if you give me the shirt. Yeah. That would be me. He said, coach, I got your – I'm like, oh, sweet. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, but yeah, I mean, the t-shirts help, um, like 
the kids are blowing up my phone because some they want socks now. I was like, yeah, <laughs> if you earn them. It costs money. If you earn them, you'll get them. Yeah, like show up. If you have perfect attendance for the rest of the month, I'll buy them. If you don't, then you can get your own socks. Yeah, um, at a school I was That's at. That's the thing, like. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was like, that's the thing. They And kids were like, well, they don't see the fundraising side. They don't see that you want to keep a pool of money in your fundraising account just in mm-hmm. case and stuff like that. So they don't see that aspect, which no kid should see that aspect. But I'm not going to completely clothe them unless I do something to earn it. Like, I'm not going to reward you for what you should do. Right. Like, you should already be at the weight room. Like, we get Gatorade, the protein Gatorades in the bars, and if you paid for camp and you show up to the weight room, you get them. Now, if a kid just shows up that first day and they haven't paid for camp or that's their first day, we go, ah, you don't, you need to be here so many times. And that was a stupid way, but especially freshmen, they're like, oh, I want the protein bars. And they start showing up and they're lifting and they're getting that protein bar afterwards. And because and we tell them that ain't cheap. Getting that Gatorade stuff is not cheap. To order oh, that. Nothing's cheap, especially right now. Nothing's cheap. No, and getting the helmets back isn't cheap anymore, and it takes forever. And we try to tell them that, like, all the stuff you want, yeah, we can figure it out. The head coach does. I don't. He's in charge. But we're like, it's not cheap. So what, you got to meet us halfway. And then another school I was at, you had to have a certain – so their, their uh, logo was, like, the Green Bay Packers G, but – they're not that. It was just a G. So his helmet decal was the two Gs and a black line down the middle. They had red helmets, and that's what they did. You had to earn those stickers. So you had a percentage. So, like, if you were there the full time or, like, 90%, you got all of it. If you were there, like, 70% of the time, you got only half and this and that. And he goes, I want people to know when you run out there and you have no decal, and people say, why didn't you have a decal? Well, he went here. Never showed up. So when mom and dad complained about it, well, get him here. Like, you know, yeah. uh, when your kid wants to sleep till noon, yeah, like you can't come com- like, and that's that's everywhere. It's not just, I mean, and I get it. Like nobody wants someone to get left out, but there's also stipulations on things when it comes to athletics and football specifically. So the kids actually came up with a good idea. Like if you want team socks, because my rule is white socks. Mm-hmm. Is it? And we will pick one game in October where you can wear pink socks. Like, we're not doing this all October. You guys are wearing pink all month. Like, we're not doing that. Right. So, if you want to really support breast cancer awareness, donate money. Right. Um, but I know kids, it's important to kids, so we're going to pick a day or a game, and I'll let them, we'll give them stipulations on what they can wear that's pink. And Because sometimes kids take it way too far. Oh, God, uh, yes. So, but we have to wear white socks, and that's it. But, and they just came up with their own incentive program by blowing my phone up. Is group texters good and bad? Um, <laughs> if you show up for a certain portion of July, I'll get you team. I'll get team socks for the guys that show up. Right on t- every day. So and here's the other. And here's the other thing. And here we can't make our summer practices mandatory. Right. We can't make our summer lifts mandatory. But you can incentivize being there. 
And, and that's what's become very difficult is for schools. Like we, we have, we were very fortunate in June had a really good attendance. Um, but we want to go to the lake on Friday and we're going to miss Friday. I was like, that's your choice. But you're going to fall behind and miss reps. And then when the seven on seven Tuesday comes around, you're the last guy in. Mm-hmm. Why? Is that because you, you're telling me you don't want to spend two extra, like two hours in town at football and then go to the lake? Or go to lake in the morning and then come back for practice. I was like, look, we're very fortunate in Missouri. But I'm but if these guys are here practicing every day, they're gonna get seven on seven rest before you do if you decide to go hang out the lake. Right. You know, you don't think I want to go hang out the lake. <laughs> like I want to go fishing right now. Like I want to do this stuff. Right. But we all have to make sacrifices for the greater good. Right. So that those kids, they didn't play until the end of the seven on seven. I got them in naturally, but mm-hmm. and you can and that's how we're keeping our numbers is up. Is we have seven on sevens, every, a seven on seven with another school every week. Okay. And then we have football days the last two Fridays of the month. So we'll have seven on sevens, and then we'll have like seven on seven line competitions once a week. So we host two, we'll go away for two. And then we have two almost football days, which is like controlled football type stuff. Um, and then the rest of the time is just practice. But for instance, we're, I'm going to take the kids to the adventure park with paintball and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's costing the program money. Right. Like that's real money that doesn't just happen to show up. They don't just let you in for free. Yeah. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're not going. No. Like, you're just not. Because how am I going to incentivize bad behavior or skips or this and that? Like, when we hand out equipment, yes, we've got a bunch of new equipment this year. But I'm going to start with the guys that do everything right and give them stuff. And as I go down, if you have ISS and write-ups and stuff like that, you're probably going to be out of getting the new shoulder pads and the new flexes and all that kind of stuff, but that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about how good you are. It's your behavior. Mm-hmm. Like we have to understand that football, like football is going to end. And then you're just going to be, you can either be someone that goes on to something successful or the guy that just brags about how great he was in high school and doing whatever, which is everybody like, that's great. If that's what you want to do. But we're going to push these kids and push these kids and push these kids and incentivize them doing the right thing. So when they see the right thing and they see that good comes from it, as they get older, when you do the right thing as an adult, there might not be like socks or a t-shirt or snow cones or whatever, but it's going to be a promotion. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the job that you want. It's going to be the girl that you want to marry finally starts to like you because you're not acting like a jerk. And (laughs) it's all that kind of stuff that adds up and adds up and adds up. And I always dislike the coaches are like, why are you incentivizing something they need to do? I was like, because if you do the right thing as an adult, you get rewarded for it too. Right. 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 We can teach that to these kids now. Mm -hmm. And then when they become adults, which none of them are adults, despite what they might say. um, True. Once they become adults, then they see how hard work pays off. And then, as they start getting in the weight room, this is a culture flip we're talking about. As they start getting in the weight room, as they start showing up to everything, as they do that, then the winds start ticking up. Mm-hmm. Then I don't mind buying socks and whatever 
because even if we have more kids showing up and more kids showing up and more kids showing up and I have to buy a hundred pairs of socks deal. Right. That's a culture thing worked. It's going to cost more money. That's fine. We'll do a car wash. Like (laughs) it's not that big of a deal, but that kind of stuff, I think it's huge. And where we're so closed minded as some of us adults are, why do you need to incentivize this? Why this? Why that? Like they should just show up. My kids just show up, and they don't need stickers. And congratulations, but once you stop winning, the kids are going to stop showing up, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have to find a way to actually teach them lessons about. And yes, winning is the lesson, and I don't want to devalue the coaches that don't give incentives. Like that's your prerogative, whatever. But there is a life lesson attached to it. Mm-hmm. And it does help programs that are rebuilding get to where they need to be. Right. Because that philosophy yeah, doesn't mean it's wrong. Just like you're, I don't think the, the kids should just show up and want to do it. Philosophy is wrong. It's just a different thing altogether. Well, you also have to change. Like when we all were younger, maybe that's how it was. You know, like you just show up, wins are the thing. But we have to adapt. So – not every kid can just show up and be motivated. Some are, guaranteed. Every Everybody has some kids out there that just show up. They're there to play. They love it. They're going to do it no matter what. But that's a small percentage. If the majority needs motivation, that's what you're going to do. Classroom teaching even, too. Like, if you don't see that kids need motivation in a different way than what way back when, you're you're going to be left behind. And people have to see that. So, you know, the coach, it's like, well, they're just going to show up and work. Okay. Then when you lose 10 kids a summer, you're going to try to figure out why. You got to change something. Yeah. And you have to be able, you have to be willing to almost sacrifice because as much as I would love to go, like when I was in high school, we just showed up to lift. Mm-hmm. No t shirts, really. Like they gave us lineman of the week t shirts sometimes, or player of the week t shirts sometimes. And I didn't even think we did helmet stickers in high school, maybe. Yeah. JV, we did varsity. I'm not sure. I don't even remember. But I do know that we had a win-loss board. And mm-hmm. if and they were the same way there, you can't make it mandatory. You can incentivize going, but you right. can't make it mandatory. Like, I can't hold it. And I won't hold it against the kid if he has to work or go on vacation or just misses. Like, you're just going to fall behind. And we'll catch you up in right. August. But it's one of those fine line things. But we had a win-loss board. You're either a winner or the loser. And you either got a W or an L next to your name. It was public. Like, it was on the whiteboard. And every day, he would go, all right, who's here? W, L. And the W's were in black and the L's were in red. Mm-hmm. It was public knowledge. If you missed, you lost the day. Yep. We're, we're, we're kind of the same way in the summer. Like, it's camp. So, technically, you don't have to be there. But technically, you do, like you said. One of the one of the coaches in the area, um, I think it was, might have been Malden. He goes, summer practices and be mandatory, but neither is winning. That's true, and that's the thing. And there are states that don't have what we have, and they can still go and win state championship. Da 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 da. da. But guess what? Nobody in that state has it. So if we have it and everybody else we're playing Jews in it, and there's a school in our area that 
they do a really good job in the weight room and I follow their football page and da, 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 da. so there'll be days when our kids are a little sluggish and I was like oh we're losing to this team today what do you mean I was like well they've already lifted and those guys worked harder than you are so as of right now we're losing to that team right now and it kind of changes that mindset in there of oh shoot we're getting out work right now mm-hmm yeah um we try posting scores from last year if we lost like you're posting that up we even posted the excuse board of like this is all the excuses we hear so if you did it you have to go like write on it like this is the excuse you used mm-hmm. and people see that and they're like i don't want to use that like just different ways you know we put our rival school up and we lost to them by like 40 points last year so that's posted all over so we it's like you said very similar if they're tired and blah blah we're like well this high school, which is in our di- district, two high school district, who is your rival, is lifting harder than you right now. They're yep. they're doing this harder than you right now. Um, they're at a seven on seven beating people right now, and you're not because you didn't go. Yep. And that kind of thought process with us has really helped. <clears throat> and our kids have made tremendous strides since, from what I heard about what was going happening last year to this year. I mean, our guys, like, we haven't lost a seven-on-seven yet, and we – and I'm trying to get us in a situation where we're going to face some adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but these kids have really taken to that kind of a thing, and I give them a lot of credit. And for us, I mean, it's it's a lot of they saw that we came in. Each kid has their own lifting clothes that they have to wear to lift and practice. And we washed them, and we gave them a laundry loop, and they all looked the same. And then all of a sudden, more kids started coming to lifting. Like you said, it was kind of an almost incentive, but part of it is we want to be unified. And mm-hmm. then we move on to doing, like, game night, which is our every other week we put a bunch of playstations and order pizza or barbecue or whatever. And the kids stay in the field house for a couple hours and play video games and da, da, da. And there was an incentive to show up to every game night. Um, and all that, all that stuff to kind of unify the program and to get them trending in the right direction. So now they're starting to see results because they're getting stronger and they're looking more physically fit. And then that motivates them to start coming back to the weight room. And um, our full coaching staff finally will be here starting next week so one of our coaches was doing equipment for the birmingham usfl team that just won the championship Mm. um so he's joining us and he'll be the last part of our coaching staff we'll finally have a full coaching staff and so for us those little incentive things as much as i that old school they should just show up it doesn't work with some kids um we've taken that incentive aspect and really Pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And now we've got really good numbers everywhere. Yeah, you were talking about how you got your numbers up, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to. That's why I was excited to talk to you because I was like, what are they doing? Because we're trying to do the same, similar. And I'm stealing some of this. I'm gonna walk back in tomorrow and be like, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. And the easiest way is just to turn the bill into the administration. Be like, this is the football bill. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And walk well, away. game night. Games. Game night's an expensive venture, by the way. So. uh um, we're very fortunate. The Ministerial Alliance really helped us with that, and 
outside people have too. But I think the biggest thing, how we got our numbers up, and because we're historically a very strong football program, mm-hmm. only had like, you know, it's a really bad crisis when there's two down years in a row. Mm. Uh, but uh, I think a lot of it was we have coaches in the like there wasn't a ton of coaches in the building. Um, but I think the big thing was personally as a PE teacher, I saw most of the boys every day and it was just building relationships with them and them getting to know you. And then you're like, you know, you should play. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't know. All right, come on. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And just beating the, beating the bricks and getting out there and really, again, recruiting the kids to come out. And, and I think a lot of positive interaction is huge. So when I talk to kids, even when they do something wrong, I'm trying to like not be negative. And once they know that you're not going to be that hard nose, like I'm going to cuss you out if you do something wrong type guy, which everybody's got a little cuss in them sometimes, mm-hmm. but and then understand that the whole staff's on the same page and you're hiring and keeping them apprised of what's going on with hiring your staff and giving them information that would be readily available to public, but you're telling them because they're the team and it matters to them. Right. And making them feel like their opinions valued in a lot of things and asking them, what would you like when we start this program or what would be a good incentive here? Or what about this? Or what about that? Or what about this? And, really letting them be involved in the resurrection of their own program is huge. And where there's ideas that I came in with and stuff that I've taken from my assistant coaches and got other head coaches I've talked to a lot, the big thing that these kids have a voice in their program. And it's not that it's overly powerful, but it's like, coach, what about this? All right, we'll look into it. And we, but you have to look into it. Mm -hmm. Like coach, can we get socks? When we come back, I'll see what the socks are, see what kind I can afford. And then I'll say, if you show up to this many, if you have perfect attendance in the weight room, you'll get a pair of Tiger football socks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm not just giving it to you because you want it. Right. And taking little suggestions like that, like when we started a game that asked them what kind of games they wanted, Uno, UFC, 2K, Madden. So what games did we get asked to get donated? The games that they wanted. Right. What do you guys, we want pizza or we want to try this. Or coach, one night will you cook? I was like, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but stuff like that and – make them understand that they have to earn what they get, but they're also going to have a voice in the program that they're contributing to is huge. And understanding that when you get on a kid and have to discipline them, there's a lesson attached, not just a tantrum. And so many times when coaches yell at a kid and they'll just be done. Do you understand? And once you both cool off, do you understand why I got on you? Do you understand why I was upset? Mm-hmm. What, what can we do different to make sure that doesn't happen again? And that's the forgotten part of discipline is actually having a conversation with a kid instead right. of just ripping his head off and calling it a day. 
And all of those things combined, knowing that they can come to football, they're going to get pushed, but they're not going to get attacked. Right. Not that they were attacked before, but you know what I mean. Right. They're going to get coached and brought along instead of just thrown to the wolves and saying, look, I'm not going to pair this kid against my best wide receiver because my best wide receiver is just going to bully him. And that kid might develop two years down the road. So he's going to be the scout team against the twos. Mm-hmm. And being strategic in that kind of stuff. And making the culture fun. Like, you should have fun. And play dumb music and thing. Let them screw around in the locker room as long as it's safe. Um, we have ties for game day that they got to pick out. So I ordered a team set of ties, and they got to pick out the tie. Yeah, I I was that coach for a while. I don't know if we – I said that last time we talked before. I was, like, the bad cop. So I was the guy. As soon as they knew I got mad, it was, like – but chewing but guess what i learned from that for me personally so now it just happened this this other camp day we're like i told you we're putting a new run play and i'm telling them we're taking this angle and we're running well this freshman who is taller than me and i'm six five he's tall as i am if not taller as a freshman wasn't running and i freaked out i'm like you watch your other teammates run why aren't you running and i freaked out but then i was able to pull him aside and say you know like hey I got on you because you're capable of doing this and you're not doing it. So this is why I got frustrated. You like, and we had a conversation and he's a freshman and I'm a varsity, the varsity coach. So building that for the summer until I don't see the freshman again, now he'll know, Hey, when I get to coach Steve, he's going to get, try to get the best out of me. And I know that he, at the end of the day, is going to come up, have a conversation or when football is over and I'm going to basketball and I see them leaving the hallway, I have a completely different conversation completely. Hey, what are you doing today? You're going to go to the pool, you know, What's for dinner? Where, you, where are your parents going? What are you doing? And I'll have a completely different conversation so they know the difference of like, we're on the field, this is who he is. Off the field, this is who he is. Yeah, and that's huge. And knowing them and asking about their parents. And we live in a, like my town, the little poster thing says 6,000. So, um, so everybody knows everybody and you hear everything. And da, da, da. But having a real conversation with how's everything going? Like, What's going on with you and girl A? And mm-hmm. how's your grandma doing with this? And how's your mom doing with that? Is there anything that we can do for you? Is there anything that your teammates can help you with? Like clean up your grandma's lawn? and Or it's, why are you in a, and my joke is like, are you in your feelings? <laughs> and, they, and for some reason, most of the kids chuckle like, nah, I'm just in a bad mood. I was like, why are you in a bad mood? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, then don't show it on your face if you don't want to talk about it. All right. And then they end up talking about it because they want you to ask, but you have to ask. You just have to ask in a way that they're like, this guy. <laughs> if I went up and I was like, oh, do you need a hug? <laughs> that's, not that's not me. But if I'm like, hey, buddy, like, are you in your feelings? Why are you in your feelings today? Right. Did you get dumped? And like, no, I, I don't get dumped, coach. I'm like, okay, so what's wrong? And I don't know, learning how to approach your kids. Because mm-hmm. there's kids on this team you can't, I can't like yell at. There's some kids that I need to get yelled at, but mm-hmm. there's kids you can't yell at. Right. So don't yell at them. You bring them, you're and they get on them, and they just send them away. Some kids need to get yelled at. Some kids need to be, their ego's like this high. Mm-hmm. And you need to just go, listen, you're not that good. You're not as good as you think you are. Right, you're gonna work and take or take a lap and come back to work. 
or take a lap and go to the locker room. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's usually and my he, job. Yeah. Well, we have Coach Allensworth now for that part of the job. <laughs> I like that job sometimes, but he's really good at it, so he can take it. I had experience when I was the bad cop, so when it has to be done, I'm like, I'm that guy. I'll do that for you. I don't mind yelling and doing all that kind of stuff. It's just I'd rather not be the, oh, crap, here comes Coach G. Mm-hmm. Even though some days it is like that, because sometimes they just are. I find new gray hairs when I brush my teeth in the morning because of some of the days. But, again, I'd trade. I wouldn't trade a kid, but, you know, it's coaching. It's just how life is. I was going to give you that warning here at the end. Like, you're going to start finding in your beard there's white hairs. And then over here on the side, it's going to start coming in for you, Coach, when you're doing all the high school stuff. It's going to come in. I already found one in here. I have one like here. I'm like. I start naming them if a kid's giving me a hard, like if they do something, I go, hey, you see this white hair right here? You caused that. And I will tell them, like, you caused this to pop in. Or the worst part yeah. is, I'll ask some of them that are new. I'm like, how old do you think I am? The other day I asked a kid that who I have not talked to. He goes, you've got to be late 30s and early 40s. And I was like, he was dead serious. I looked at him like, I'm 31 years old. He goes, no, you're not. And I was like, it's because of these gray hairs that you caused to make me look older. Yeah, they, uh, like, coach, you're like 40. I'm like, I'm 29. So you just, <laughs> you just earned yourself extra conditioning today. You're, um, you're not getting those damn socks now. <laughs> now you're not getting socks. I'm going to change the lifting time without telling you. Um, but I don't know. Just having fun like that. Kids love that. So. They do. They do. Um, they need that. They, they do need that. They do need that. Um, well, Coach, I've taken an hour of your time. I appreciate it. I was really excited to talk about culture stuff, and I got a lot out of it. So I appreciate you. Well, good. I'm glad my rant helped somebody today. It will help a lot of people. It's about finding the little nuggets. It's about finding something you've either have heard before, but it's said different where it clicks with your brain, or it's about maybe you've never heard it before. And you're like, oh, that's so easy. That's so simple. And, you know, like I said, I'm that person. I could hear something and not register with me. And then another person says it differently. I'm like, there's the light bulb. It just goes off. I think the big thing is for me, as I'm doing, as we're, as we're doing things this year, I'm writing everything we do down. Mm -hmm. I have a running document. And then as we go into the season, you write things down like, all right, we had to change this for this team and this for this team. And you start creating like a log and da 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 da. But the culture log is important. <clears throat> so you take an inventory of your team. At, at, this is what I'm going to do. Take an inventory of the team. What do we struggle with? What do we do well culturally? What do we need to work on culturally? And look at the list and say, what didn't help? Right. What did help? What could be better? And take the stuff that you do as you change the culture and write it down and be like that and constantly evaluate yourself and listen to podcasts and talk to coaches and da 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 and see what you can do better. Cause then like none of the stuff that I'm doing here done by somebody else. I just took the best. I took my ideas that I had took the best way to get it done from a bunch of different people, tweaked it and made it mine. And 
are made at hours. And that's even taking stuff from my assistant coaches and other head coaches in the school and understanding what I can and can't do here. And just taking an inventory of yourself. Like, what do I need to do better? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I was overextended when I was coaching track and doing the weight room and I didn't do enough football. So I had to catch up. And now I understand how to prioritize my time better when we're POing and all that stuff. But I think being self-aware and understanding that you're not going to be able to do the same thing every day forever is huge. Right. That's a good point. It's not going to always be the same. Like you said, whatever yeah. you did this year, you might change it next year. And then the third year, well, maybe I have to go back and look at what I did the first year. That's a great point that even though some do it the same, but then you tweak it. It's not going to be an overhaul. You just tweak it of what yeah. you were doing. Like, hey, we need to make smaller lifting groups. We might need to make smaller lifting groups next year. Like we have a 9,700 square foot weight room facility, but we, the way it's set up and da, 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 we might have to like next year, we're going to have more lifting times mm-hmm. to be able to be more efficient. Right. Uh, next year, we're going to make the, make two times for the middle school kids and maybe lift the middle school kids with some of the younger varsity kids. And, you know, those things that even now we're reevaluating and taking notes on and, like how we need to optimize everything that we have and continue to grow and not go, okay, well, I'm the head coach now and I just submitted all my stuff and now we got to wait a couple of years for it to work. That's just not how it works. You're always going to find a good and the bad and the ugly. And good, keep, bad, work on, ugly, ditch. Right. Right. Good, bad and ugly. Young people don't know what that movie is, so it's it's fine. Good, the bad. I make movie references all the time that they don't get, so... I guess that means you're old. Movie references and music. They don't know. Yeah. But they're like, oh, play young hoodie, whatever that idiot's name is. And I'm like, no. I'll always ask him, who sings? If you have straight A's, I'll give you the ox. How about that? Yeah, if you got straight A's. That actually might work. That's actually a good idea. You need to write that down right, right here when we're done. You need to write that down. Straight A's, you show up every day. You get the music. Yeah. I got my Google thing on the drive so I can access it anywhere. Um, but, oh, yeah. If you get a certain amount of GPA points, you can control the music in the waiting for a week, which is scary. <laughs> that is scary. I I don't know. They play their music. I don't I don't know what it, it is. I don't know any of it. We're going to be listening to, like, Little Dirk and Little Idiot and all this other terrible rap music. Even in class, they'll say, do you know who this is? I'm like, nope. Don't even know what you're talking about. Do you know who? I, I was like, how come it's just Lil something? I was like, can, are they not creative anymore? Because <laughs> back in the day, it was just Lil Wayne. Like, like that yeah. was. And then there's like 8,000 Lils after that. And then there's Young Boy. And then now there's. I just. And there was some new rap that actually is very catchy. Mm-hmm. But to me, like, give me the, like, real rap. Like, was actually telling a story and, yes, like, NWA give, and Biggie and Tupac and give that or like the old school rock, and they don't know what that is. I swear they didn't know who's saying like I the Tiger, and I had to walk away. I'm like, I don't know. Just go away from me. I was like, get away from me. We're the, we're the Tigers, and we play I the Tiger, and they didn't even know. <laughs> Now you're definitely not getting those damn socks. There's no tiger socks for you. You're not getting that. Uh, I'm like, 
Oh. So that's another thing. Like, we try to culture our kids musically. Coach, who's the – well, there's one kid that knows all the old music, but that's because his dad makes listens to it. So, I don't know. Music's a whole different thing. I, I'm not even going to get on that. It drives me nuts. If I can understand what they're saying, it doesn't do it for me. But Yes. Whatever. We play in the stadium if we're doing camp there, like, low, because that's a perk, like, incentive. Like, we'll play music a little bit, but if you screw up, we're not going to play it. So we'll play our stuff, and then they hate it, and we're like, but we don't know your stuff. We don't understand it. We don't trust you because you're going to give us some song that's going to be in the speaker. and the Cussing up a storm. We're going to get board members all mad at us. When the assistant principal walks out to check on what's going on with football and he hears that, I'm like, oh, well, there we go. Like, we're in trouble. Oh, come on, coach. You got to play this or play this or play this. Get on Spotify and play this. We're like, we don't know how to spell what you just said. I don't even know what that means. Coach, let me get the ox. Absolutely not. Oh, they do. Like, let me get my phone and get the ox. Like, no. Hell no. Because you came and we, I bought weight room shorts without pockets for a reason. Because um, <laughs> there's no cell phones on the weight room. They're like, well, I got my phone. I was like, oh, do you? Oh, I have my locker. I have my locker. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Funny. I can't see it tucked into your shirt, but funny. Yeah, well, it's, I don't have it on me. What's that square thing? You know, on your shirt or rolled up in the sleeve. Like, what's the square? They think they're slick. <laughs> they do. They think they're slick or like they don't look at you one way because they have the AirPod in and you're like, I'm going to see it eventually. I, I I know it's in. Like, I don't even care about the AirPods anymore. As long as you're lifting, like at this point, I know that sounds bad, but if you're going to listen to music, if that's what helps you lift, listen to music. You're just not playing it over the speaker. Yeah, I didn't mind it during the weight room. It was freshman basketball. We show up to basketball. They have it in while we're doing camp. I'm like, oh, what are you oh, doing? Not. Or they're in oh, hats. Yeah. They're in hats trying to play basketball. Like, what are you doing? It's cool, coach. Yeah, we, we they play on the blacktop like that. And I told them, I'm like, I grew up. I was a kid. We play like that, but take it off. This is like we're in high school now. Coach Steve, you're not even cool. Although, they'll tell me that. I'm like, oh, that's fine. It's fine. I'm not. I don't have to be cool. It's not my job. I tell them all the time, it's not my job, and nor do I care <laughs> about what that's go- what goes on. Yes. Well, all right, Coach. I've taken a lot of your time. I feel bad, but a lot of information there. I appreciate you. Um, it's your first year there. I hope you guys win every game. Uh, I hope you don't play East St. Louis. That's the only team I know in, by Missouri. I don't know anybody else down there don't play east East st louis you don't want to play them don't touch them we're like three hours from them yeah you're not gonna play them played them at a school i was at in the playoffs i'm six foot five their safety walked by me looked eye to eye to each other and i was like cool yeah this is different out there their nose guard looked like dwayne johnson just five foot five Mm -hmm. picked up my sophomore guard and threw him five yards I'll advise our AD because he's got to do all that naturally. Yeah, be like, oh. no East St. Louis. That's the only school I know. That's why I bring that up. I don't know anybody else. Yeah. We're restructuring our things, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Just I- tell me who we're playing over, buddy. Right. Well, thank you, Coach, for being on here. Hope you win every game. Took some things here. We'll be talking again because I'm sure I'll need to learn more culture stuff. And 
building a staff. I like learning all that. Even though I don't, ever, I don't want to be a head coach right now. I will. It's it's going away a little bit every year. But I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, no problem at all. Get, uh, what's your Twitter so I can put it on here? I forgot. At underscore co- or at coach underscore Google Animal. So G U G L I E L M O. You want me to text it to you? Well, I just say it so they have it, then I'll put it on there. Oh. I'll find it. At coach underscore Google Animal. Guys, go follow him. Coach, thank you so much. Uh, guys, like and subscribe. All that good stuff. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike, and we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.